Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to the Flaw Cabinet. Blokes with jokes, anything could happen except for mutual masturbation. That's not the kind of flog we mean. Before you guys leave, remind me to play a little bit of the um, the live app. Yep, it's hot. Yep. hot live app. It's um, you know, I hate uh, starting setting the bar so high with things, but I feel like we did with that live. <laughs> Man, the, the live was so much fun. Spoken but. like a true first, best newcomer <laughs> nominee. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I don't like achieving everything right up top. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you lost the fucking Ritz versus Jazz. So uh, okay, the one I the one I lost on was e- easily one of my weaker senses, my sense of smell. Yeah, so which probably it probably explains why I've got such a great uh, sense of hearing. Really. <laughs> It's a real daredevil situation. <laughs> like a blind guy? Yeah. And most lost his sense of smell. But God, does he feel? <laughs> his sense of touch is out of this I world. Was, I mean, I, was, I, had, I had claimed that I would be able to tell the difference, right? So then I felt great that I was able to... I, it would have been so embarrassing if I couldn't tell the taste like difference. Well, I thought, I thought your big claim, to be fair, was the, the hearing one. Like you can by snapping a Ritz and snapping a Jat, I, I refuse to change. <laughs> uh, that's that's the singulars, mm. and we're rolling with it. But it, a Ritz and a Jat. Oh, okay. So Ritz is singular and plural. I've decided. Mm. Yep. But the, okay, then is it Ritzes? No, it's just have some Ritzes. Oh, fuck! How does this start again? <laughs> <laughs> it's like fish. You're saying it's like fish. <laughs> a plural of fish is fish. I'm so upset. Actually, Dear. wait. This is. I mean, neither here nor there. But like computer mice. Or is it mouses? M- mice. Mice. See, I, I think for some reason with a computer, it's a mouses. Ma- it's mouses. Mouses. Yeah, I've got I a couple even... of mouses in the shop. 
I got a couple of mice in the shop. You got an infestation. For someone who's never worked in an office, this really shouldn't trouble you. <laughs> <laughs> I think my brain would say mouses. My brain would say mouses. I think mouses. Mouses. But you would have said mouses for the animal as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he can spell, but he cannot conjugate. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Conjugates just verbs, isn't it? But I was happy that I could tell the difference quite easily with the sound of a the, the snapping of a jazz was so clear. So we a should say of a jazz. You fucking idiot. We should say just very quickly. So we, we had a live show in Newcastle on the weekend where we played out as uh, as promised in the previous podcast a Jets versus Ritz blind taste test. Actually, mm. blind everything test. Mm-hmm. With Andrew Hamilton Except, for the, except for the sight test Because yeah. we decided to test All five senses And we did joke in the car That there should be a sixth sense <laughs> So do you think Bruce Willis can still tell <laughs> And I versed One of the uh, One of the audience I think her name was Ali uh, I, I missed that Because uh, I completely forgot We needed blindfolds So I had to literally Run to my car Because uh, the so beautiful Newcastle Comedy Club That houses I was like We need blindfolds And they're like What about this hoodie That's been sitting Behind the bar for a month And I'm like um, Probably not that Luckily you left us <laughs> Cable heads of Tom and I To, to do crowd work <laughs> <laughs> I did come back And I was like Man it's got to be quiet <laughs> They must really be Explaining this game Pretty well uh, It's kind of like A video game When you leave the room And the NPCs stop doing anything <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the office in the sims it's like man this house is not that all going on i wonder what they're doing out there in the real world um yeah it was it was very it was very fun i i look yeah i had no faith in the live podcast because we didn't plan it because we didn't expect anyone to come and then it sold out yeah big crowd hot crowd uh and yes so we did the we did a live jets Verse Ritz challenge mm. and uh, I versed uh, one of the crowd and she beat me by one because she could tell the difference between rats and rats. I did it on I've done it in my head um, several times during this podcast. <laughs> she could. She was able to differentiate differentiate the smell, which I was not. Yeah, and I put that down to my broken. No, well, I remember because I, I, you had the blindfold on, and I was uh, wafting a jets in front of your nose, and you didn't even know anything was there. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. mate, fucking, you can lick it. <laughs> that's the vicinity we're talking about here. Yeah, uh, yeah it, was, it was actually funny. I think that's the first time in, in our in our friendship that I'd be like, oh yeah, like he must have done quite a lot of cocaine. <laughs> that, that was the first time. <laughs> it's not just chat, you know. There's some physical evidence here. You edit oh, like an athlete with a bad knee. You edit the podcast every week. You hear the heavy breathing. <laughs> I, I assume he's always had that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why did. he likes big dogs, you know, because they can kind of take the blame for the breaths. <laughs> One thing we did talk about while you were running to the car was, uh, did you ever be, when you were like in your 20s, mm. high, high on ecstasy, do like a Jats challenge with your mates? Where you're like, because your mouth is so dry, oh. you would eat a Jats because you have no moisture and it would just, you just couldn't even get it. Damn. Just quickly, when Andrew says one thing we did talk about, guess who introduced the topic? <laughs> <laughs> I think like Andrew introduced the ecstasy, you introduced the crackers. <laughs> You'd sit there with a mate and you both put a jazz in and it just race to who could like finish it first and it would take a long time. We, we didn't do that. We did the... Um Wheat bix. Yeah, wheat bix without mm. any liquid. And you mm. had like, what is it, a minute to get it down? Mm -hmm. Or 30 seconds? Impossible. 
Yeah, but are you talking just generally or, or when you're on ecstasy? Just generally. Yeah, okay. It yeah. was a, it was a warm up. Yeah, for our jaws. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to stretch <laughs> before the big night ahead. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, no, I don't think I don't think so. I look, I don't remember ever encountering a cracker mm. uh, while high. Mm. But I mean, now I'm a bit sad about it. Got it. There's still time. <laughs> still time. Next live show. <laughs> Dude. How no. was the Vlog Heaven live show? It wasn't very funny, but it was very emotional. <laughs> they were very earnest up there. <laughs> and hungry. <laughs> Just gnawing away at their faces. No, i got to say, the Jets versus Ritz, because when we discussed on the podcast without any biscuits in front of us, I, I was like, I just couldn't even contemplate what the difference would be between them. And then as soon mm. as... I remember you talking about how crumbly they were going to be. Mm. As soon as I opened a packet, I couldn't get one out of the pack without it crumbling everywhere. And go. I was like, fuck, he's right. Tensile strength, baby. That was really funny because you guys like blindfolded at that point. And I'm like, Tom, give him the fucking biscuits. And he's there just like shaking his hand <laughs> like he's playing Operation. Like, come oh, on, God. get it out. Come on, I just need one. I've got to get this one cracker One out. solid Ritz. But not, not that we're sponsored by Jets or anything, but fuck me, they oh. came out like a dream. Someone, oh, yeah. someone told me in the audience that the Artists Factory is based in the Hunter region in Newcastle. I did, I did hear that as well. They're Ooh. like, yeah, this is a Jets town. This is a Jets town. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Jets town. Forget it. Kylie to Ritz around here. <laughs> to see two jets like tied together with a piece of string over a power pole. <laughs> uh, fuck, this is their territory. We better be well, careful. That's even more interesting because we, we, we ask people to like yell out if you're a fan of uh, your Ritz or a Jets guy. Some people did yell out for the Ritz. They mm. must... And they got booed quite yeah. heavily. Yeah, it must mm. be from Maitland or some shit. <laughs> Driving in. <laughs> what about you talking about the the table that you apparently... That no one had no idea what you were talking oh, about. That was so like... Because, yeah, I did this horrible gig, like for anyone who just needs the context, at this... Like above a pub in Newcastle, just like the kind of pub where I heard someone like abusing their partner over the phone in the pokies about leaving Vegemite in the fridge. <laughs> they were like, in the fridge, it's too fucking cold, you dumb cunt. Put it in the pantry. And I was there being like, man, this is going to be a whole one. Yeah, this, is, this is good stuff. And then like, yeah, there was, there was a table, like the locals table at the pub was shaped like a coffin. And I was like, what's the name of that pub again? And everyone in Newcastle was like, that doesn't exactly. exist. Whereas when Hammer was like, what was the BAYO strip club again? They're like, fucking number five or whatever. <laughs> number five, yeah. Straight. That was it. Anyway, we should we should release it. I think I don't know if you if you if you're a flogger and you and you'd like to hear the live pod, let us know. We've got the recording. Release the tapes, I say. We got it. Yeah, we could get it out there. Could prove that it went well because currently we're just on a podcast telling everyone how well it went. <laughs> we did this thing. It was really funny. Take our word for it. Yeah. <laughs> or ask 87 people in Newcastle about it. <laughs> the dream. Yeah. We had some happy customers. I had to sign some boobs. <laughs> one boob or two boobs? Uh, one, one boob. Uh, I signed a boob ad that I... Uh, <laughs> I have a joke about cocaine up the ass and uh, a woman came up to me and asked me to do a photo with her that was naughty. And I was like, well, what does that even mean? And she's like, it could be whatever you want. <laughs> I was like, well... I would, I would like you to stand near me without touching and we both smile <laughs> as your husband says, got it. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? So anyway, we, we settled on uh, a straw hovering near her that eyes. was so funny to me afterwards they're like well, how did that happen like well she asked and I'm like just say no <laughs> I didn't know that was an option yeah, that's not how I got to where I am in life Daniel <laughs> by saying no I'm a yes man if nothing else indeed Hamo is incorrigible mm. but yeah but also love my fans love you know great people if they want to get silly they want to get weird 
I want to I want to help him out. Hammond there you that. go. Hammond will do whatever you want on a photo. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> He'll do anything. If you buy tickets to my shows, absolutely. I'll do it. I'll kill for you. Don't you don't have to buy it to his show. This is a show he's on. You <laughs> got one third of the ticket sale. He'll pretend to blow coke up your ass. Uh, Dude, is now a good time to mention your Hamio? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hamio and Cameo. Hamio. One of the greats. We've done, I've done five Cameos now. Were, were any of them floggers or were they just general, the uh, general public, the GP? They seem to be mostly Yeah Mad fans. Sure. And, uh, but I won, gave me a $20 US tip, which was like double the cost of the original Cameo. So I must have been, I'm, I must have over-delivered. <laughs> well, look, we have, you have said that if they ask, you'll do it. You'll do anything. I'll do it. For your fans. So I assume there's going to be some pretty weird Cameos coming in. <laughs> Just you wait. 2024 is going to be a big year. What, what, did, uh, <laughs> what do you think that you did so well to justify the $20 tip? Oh man, I I really I I told him an inappropriate joke, which he wanted me to. He joked about his wife um, being the dishwasher. I said on the internet a joke about loading the dishwasher, which is like another term for coming inside of a woman. <laughs> Apparently. It's <laughs> great stuff, folks. Yeah, I've always said misogyny pays. <laughs> it does. A lot of people love that joke. So, uh, Tom, I didn't realize you were writing for Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> That's supposed to be private. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know it was a joke. <laughs> uh, don't know. No, just liked me, I guess. Dude, that's nice. But. Anyway, we're up to, I think we're about up to $100 Aussie in the Cameo account. Dude, that's huge. That's huge. Don't spend it all at once, mm. you know? Big money. That's, it's going well. That's 20 packets of Jets. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the one I would buy, you know, yeah, of the two, right? Are it's cheaper? Uh, I, okay, so marginally. I, marginally yeah. cheaper. Marginally? Is yeah, this what you like, found I, as well? Just like, we're talking like 20 cents. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really not that much. It's weird. As the person who was handling the boxes... The uh, the Ritz comes in three. Tom Whitcomb box handler. Box handler. <laughs> if you need a box handle, yeah, Tommy Whit's in there. Box handler is Chelsea Handler's less successful brother. <laughs> uh, the the Ritz. I never thought she'd get a mention on this podcast, but here we are. Chelsea oh. Handler enters the cabin. <laughs> um, the Ritz comes like in three different kind of uh, vacuum sealed. Uh, Contain like packages, foil, foil wrappers, yeah, or something. like like, yep. a, like a packet yep. of Oreos, silver tubes, yeah. Whereas the Jets is just like a one kind of more like a, a packet of shape steel. What you're saying is that Ritz are cage and Jets are free range. They are, yeah. That's, yeah. Why, that's the difference in cost. <laughs> mm. The Jets live a better life as a cracker. <laughs> they're out there roaming the fields. The Ritz are a battery cracker. Battery crack? Yeah, just being pumped full of hormones <laughs> to fatten up. That's why their bones are so brittle. They never move. They lack tensile strength. These goddamn Ritz. I think it's pointless. Uh, <laughs> that is quite an accusation to level at this podcast, mate. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the, the Ritz. I, I don't want to have to open crackers three times. Is, is it to imply they're fresher? Um, well, yeah, but it's like if I'm opening a pack of Jats, like most of the time it's it's single serve. Like I'm, I'm get, we're getting through that all in the one day. You're doing a whole pack of Jats in one sitting. Well, single serve. Yeah, I mean, like, between me and some colleagues, some, some, <laughs> some, 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 some cracker colleagues. Not family and friends, colleagues <laughs> only. This is a business expense. I've got to find out which of my colleagues has the driest mouth. <laughs> Dude, I just, 
I can't believe we're still talking about this, but I'm just like, how many Jats are in a packet, do you think, versus how many Ritz? Jelly Bean, Guessing Game, Comp, Ooh. what are you going? Be at the Newcastle Comedy Club to find out <laughs> this Saturday. We're doing it again. We're coming back. It's a big return hit. Well, I mean, you were talking about shrinkflation before we started the pod, right? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't know if Jats uh, took a couple of crackers out of the... The bigger bag, you wouldn't know. Well, there was very little air in the bag of Ritz mm. because they were so uh, kind of packed together, whereas the Jets was a lot of air. A lot of air in there. A lot of air Fuck, in there. It is a better life for those crackers, isn't it? <laughs> the Ritz stealing each other's oxygen like Chilean miners underground. <laughs> <laughs> like a Thai football team in there. <laughs> That's still one of the all-time... Like Elon Musk's response to that. Do you guys remember this? No. So when the Thai kids were trapped and they needed to get them out, Elon Musk like designed this thing like a submarine that could help extract them. Yep. And then there was like these professional divers who were like, oh, no, nah, we prefer not to use that. We're just going to dive and get them ourselves. And then Elon Musk's response was like, you guys are probably pedophiles. <laughs> That's a real thing. That's like before he bought Twitter, when he was just using Twitter. He was like, oh, you don't like my submarine? Yeah, you guys fuck kids for sure. That's why, that's why you're probably trapped him down there. So you can fuck him in secret and save him. Just so petty because they rejected his toy. Yeah, when you're scubaing, no one can hear you scream. Dude, so funny. I'm going to remember the next time a joke bombs. <laughs> every time. Oh, you guys are probably nonces. <laughs> you know who loves that joke? People don't fuck kids, you weirdos. I don't know if that would go well on stage or not. Just the very aggressive character. Like anytime the audience doesn't laugh, you just level another accusation at them. It just gets more and more extreme. Uh, well, that is essentially what I've, I've been doing with my... One of my new bits, because I talked about how when I was in the juvie, the sex offender, the, the sex offender unit didn't laugh at my pedophile joke. Mm. So now I've been saying, if you didn't laugh at that joke, you're probably a sex offender. Ah, uh, doubling down. Yeah. I laugh so hard every time. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone knows. I, I didn't think it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was offensive to some people. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Just a lot of people during the month of November. <laughs> Why? What? What? <laughs> the moustached community. Oh, there we go. Ooh. I just, I feel like the moustache thing. I never really weighed this up until I was watching a kids' movie. Don't ask why. And uh, the, they had like an evil Kermit, and it was just Kermit with a moustache. Yeah. I feel like Checks for children, out. it's like, hey, how do we tell these guys that someone is inherently evil? Mm. And it's like, you know, give them a moustache. That is a good point. It is. It's like the evil twin always has a moustache. Yeah. Yeah. See, a moustache or an eye patch. Those are the two. <laughs> Those are the two. That is true, actually. <laughs> yeah. They love um. They love the wiry mustache. You like there's there's types of mustache that makes you look even more evil. Okay. Do you want to thinking like uh? Is it J- Jafar? Does he have a like? He's like a long, a long mustache. He's got like a goatee. I thought. Oh yes. Yeah, but does he have no. the curly the, the kind of curly thing? Like a, a Dali, mm. like one of those. Yeah. Coming up around. Gonna look up Jafar here. It's very strange when you see. Uh, the people that have like the curly mustache in real life like I remember for a long time thinking that was just something that occurred in cartoons and you see the people <laughs> who've actually like got the mustache wax and they've got the little like curl at the end oh, yeah you can give it a little yeah I've never I've never done it I don't think I want to mustache grooming are you talking about like the curl like trying mm. to get any particular shape I've, I've had an accidental handlebar before because I've just forgotten where it should end do you use a mustache be- uh, comb no mm. are, are there those yeah. Okay. You get them in Christmas crackers. 
<laughs> I thought you got fake moustaches at Christmas crackers. I reckon the kinds of people who would twirl their moustache are the same kinds of people that wouldn't laugh at Hamo's joke, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> they touch kids. There it is. No room for subtlety on this podcast. That's what Jafar looks like. He's curled it, but on the goatee. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm. All right, I'm wrong. I was going to say Jafar is actually like the Venn diagram crossing over of how they show evil in like children's movies and like adult movies. Children's movies, facial hair, adult movies, Middle Eastern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this guy's probably up to no good. What's he doing? Praying five times a day? <laughs> That's some foreshadowing if I ever heard this. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta appreciate what Vladimir Putin did in invading the Ukraine for Russian actors. They get to be henchmen again. They had years out of the henchmen roles. Yeah, and now they're back in, back in the game. <laughs> Who were the henchmen when uh, when Russia was off the boil? Middle Eastern people. Middle Eastern. Post 9 11, it's like, man, we need some terrorists. I know what they look like. That's a good point. There must have been a tipping point. This seems like something you would know, Hammer, with your knowledge of 80s and 90s films. Mm. <laughs> Is like, at what point did the evil guys stop? Like, what was the last big film to have a Russian evil guy and the first big film to have a, a, a Muslim evil guy? Mm. You know, like, there would have mm. been a moment, because, yeah, you're definitely right. There was definitely, you watch like 90s and they're all Eastern European. Are, are there any diehards with Middle Eastern Muslim bad guys? เอ่อเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอะเนอ
um, to... Um, We'd written Bill Paxton down. That's why I said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Take back everything you've said about Bill Paxton. <laughs> uh, fantastic actor, Bill Paxton. He was in one of my favourite movies of all time, Aliens. Uh, Write that down too. Game over, man. Game over. But... Um, yeah, she she's kind of getting seduced by him, but she was going to reject him anyway. Um, but uh, Schwarzenegger thinks he's his wife's having an affair, ah. and then because he's like pretending to what, be the guy what? in that scene where she does the dance, right? Yeah, Am yeah. I the so, right movie here? so then she says yeah. that she her life is boring is so boring, and so he gets her to do this um, to do this job for her, and then. Um, yeah, she does the strip tease while he's in the bedroom, but before he can do the reveal that it's actually him, they get kidnapped by uh, by uh, Arab terrorists. Uh-huh. I just remember a scene where she's getting dragged out of the room, and he's with, her and he she's like, "Leave it, I've got this." Yeah, and that's the only bit I remember. Yeah, and then uh, they get kidnapped, and then uh, yeah, they're in like a torture room, and then she fo- she finds out that he's really a an agent secret spy Mm. and he gets uh, truth serum in him and she just asks him all these questions right I feel like truth serum used to be more of a device (laughs) in film I I reckon they stopped letting people use it as soon as they actually exist it existed they were like when the government actually had it like all right let's put the kibosh on that thanks we don't need that in the in the discourse anymore wait is that truth serum I think so yeah is that like a thing? Uh, well, I think you are right. There's like some kind of chemical compound that makes you yeah. more likely to be loose-lipped. Mm. It's mm. called MDMA. <laughs> 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 Guys, look, I'm going to level you. I don't think I can finish this Jets in time. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you. <laughs> like, man, I don't know why we were playing this terrorist plot, dude. I don't know what's wrong, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta love each other, bro. Because <laughs> I, I know I, I really liked Homeland, and Homeland got criticised for portraying, you know, Middle Eastern people as terrorists. Mm. But like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> some of them are. So, just saying. What do you do? <laughs> it's not a conspiracy theory. <laughs> um, but like, uh, but I really enjoyed it because uh, apparently one of the scenes in the background, there's like graffiti oh, yeah. in Arabic. That's like Homeland is racist mm. And like none of them Spoke Arabic So they didn't realise So it's just like In the series uh-huh. Just like someone I, did, I remember reading about that Yeah a location They were going to use And I was like Hey but it's a pretty good show I can't remember Did they also They got uh, praised I guess for uh, Their portrayal of Claire Danes As like a Bipolar, as a bipolar person though yeah. At least So it wasn't all bad. Wasn't all bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a white thing. Like, yeah, it was kind of Islamophobic, but the portrayal of mental health was quite <laughs> spot on. <to> me. <laughs> if only someone asked the terrorist, hey, are you okay? <laughs> Lives could have been saved. I mean, according to that show, bipolar people are huge whores. <laughs> <laughs> she does root a lot of dudes in that show. <laughs> I mean, not untrue if you've seen it. <laughs> she does whatever it takes to spoil this plot. I'll jerk you off. I'll jerk you off. I'll fuck that kid. Nineteen. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. that dude was quite young. The one, the one thing I took from that, like of a weird terrorist stereotype, is that they all drive Toyota Hiluxes. I don't know if that's like real or they were just sponsored by Hilux, but exclusively, without fail, any terrorist en route, it's like, yeah, we've got seven Toyota Hiluxes going. Now when I see a Hilux, I'm like, look out. 
I don't think that's a trading. <laughs> I think they're trying to destroy a building, not build one. A Toyota Hilux gets turned into a bomb, and as, it ju- as someone uh, gets blown away by it, they do the Toyota jump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a feeling. <laughs> Praise Allah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Yeah, but just for some reason, they decided, terrorists drive Hiluxes, bro. Yeah. They are very brand loyal, <laughs> just like to Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> they like their thing. They don't like anyone else's thing. Good show. Don't know how much of that we're going to cut. <laughs> <laughs> you don't? <laughs> A fair amount. I'm uh, I'm finding, I'm, uh, I don't know if you can hear, I'm getting like, the tummy grumbles. Because you're fasting. Because I'm fasting. Right, we talked about it last time on the pod. What I is this, Ramadan? Yeah, I'm on day one, so I haven't eaten since 8 p.m. last night. It's now around 6 p.m., so we're, we're mm. at about 23-hour mark. Yeah. I've had nothing but uh See, that mask was so close to right. <laughs> so close. Hey, 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 he's a speller. <laughs> Not a counter. 22 hours. Uh, yeah, so I have nothing, had nothing but water. And now I'm having some sugar-free electrolytes. Do you feel more alpha than when you started? Uh, no, I'm, uh, I don't yet, but um, ask me on day three. He's, he's organized three semi-professional boxing bouts <laughs> <laughs> like Eddie Hearn already. <laughs> what, what, is, what are you hoping to get out of this? Um, it's a journey of self-discovery, I okay. think. And, and what have you found out so far? I'm hungry. <laughs> what I've found out so far. I think anyone who's listened to even 10 minutes of this podcast could have predicted this outcome. <laughs> hey, man, don't worry about testing the hypothesis. This one's in the bag. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you reckon you can hear it through the microphone? Do you reckon? Like oh, a fucking stethoscope. Hammer's <laughs> grumbling. That would be so sick if we could. Been, do you know what have you have you done the thing where you're like picturing what you're going to have for your first meal like, is no. this supposed to kickstart another diet or is this like get through this then cheat the fuck out bucket of popcorn chicken 10 bucks currently at KFC good deal just oh no I wasn't going to I wasn't going to do anything like that to spoil myself I was just going to go back to like just normal non-fat cunt food <laughs> you think uh, a box say, of popcorn chicken is spoiling yourself <laughs> can, we, can we just say Hammer used the word normal there, also followed by the phrase non-fat cunt food. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here, Matt? <laughs> are, you, are you familiar with the concept of paradox? <laughs> we're going to capture a tummy grumble at some point. I would love if your stomach made mouth noises. <laughs> <laughs> you put the mic down. Like, help, help, help me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm just I'm slightly panicking now because if this is this is how I'm feeling on day one, what am I going to be like on day three? So how do you are you how hungry are you? I didn't think I was hungry until suddenly now and now I'm feeling <laughs> mid pod, a bit snackish, <laughs> all that jets talk. Well, that's why I was thinking like if I just try and not move much over the next few days, like <laughs> like, and I was going to try and sleep for most of it. Can I just I sleep? That you're doing a fast and your logic was I should hibernate. <laughs> that's what I should do. I'm a big bear. I'm going to build a little hut in the woods, climb in there while the snow season Is happens. That's so crazy. And crawl back out and go to Perth and eat salmon fresh out of the river. <laughs> 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 is that so crazy? I want to do things that are not going to make my body more hungry. You're fucking Bart the Bear, aren't you? <laughs> they just shaved you down, put you in prison for a bit, you came out. I say to chicks, you want to see my cave? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man yeah that's sick i love that you're generally playing the hibernate and it's not a bad strategy like, i'll give you that but like the thing is you're like, i don't know what i'm gonna do it's like just stop then no one's forcing you. Yeah, you I, don't, I still don't get... Like, what are you... I, I know oh, you... I listened to a podcast... Tom is goal-oriented, Andrew, mm. and this just seems frivolous. I listen to a <laughs> podcast. It's, it gives your whole body a reset. It's like you detox. It's supposed to be really good. I'm just... I'm on a journey of self-discovery because it's like one of those things that I would never do. So then I'm like, oh, let's just do it. Yeah, see what happens. different, sure. I, I, f- I think like I get the reset when I drink heaps. Like, you know that <laughs> thing where you just like have like a huge night where like the hangover kicks in like late afternoon the next day mm-hmm. and then you're just like oh i can't keep doing this so if uh if the hangover kicks in late afternoon when you wake up how do you feel do you fine. just you're totally fine yeah so you're totally fine you're not still drunk obviously but like you feel drunk you don't feel drunk because you've slept you're like this is all right yeah it's like after the opera house show i got fucking shit-faced then we had to come pick up your keys mm. and um yeah, Mary drove, and I don't remember that very well. Oh, really? I don't remember. Be- I, I know I went to your house, and then we like went back there, and I'm like, I don't remember entering but this building. Your the way you describe your reset sounds like me just having a reality check. You know, where I'm just is like, that not a reset, <laughs> dude? When I turn my computer on and off, I'm like, wake up, cunt! <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to reality. <laughs> yeah, this software update's going to mean nothing to you. When you're saying oh, I can't keep doing this, I've got to change, and mm. like I'm too old for this shit. Is that not a reset? I'm talking like your body, like your, your your actual internal organs having a reset, like they're flushing out. Listen, that, that's more that's more mental, right? Mm. So just it's trying just, to clear out the the, the apparently, pancreas. Apparently, the T cells move around or something, and uh, it's good for your it's it's good it's good for your body. It's good for longevity. Yeah, I've longevity. Heard. It's meant to kill cancer cells. There we go. This this description is giving me a lot of read the headline, not the article energy. Absolutely. Well, I was listening to a podcast, but I was zoned. I wasn't. I was just listening to the kind of this is good. I, I, I read the title of a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here we read are. the description. I'm oh, man, host of Baycast. I should do this diet. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you, either of you guys ever had an enema? Nah, that's when I put the hose up your ass, right? Yeah. Have yeah. you? No, I've not. But I've had friends who have. And I always thought when you talk about reset, like that kind of fresh start of like... Sorry, I really just appreciate it. Anyone had an enema? Tom being like medical, like factual. <laughs> Is that the hose up your ass? <laughs> Is that how they fucking just that's, pump that hose up your ass, bro? <laughs> that's colonics, right? That's what a, a colonics? I don't know what the difference between an enema and a colonic is. But yeah, mm. I'm talking about I'm talking about the hose up the ass. Mm. So let me start again. Anyone ever had a hose up their ass? <laughs> yeah, but not for nah, medical but reasons. <laughs> no, nah, but I hooked up with this hippie chick a little while ago who was trying to convince me that it's really good and like important. She like does it all the time. Yeah, okay. A hippie chick? Mm. Really? Yeah. That's a level of cleanliness you wouldn't expect. There we go. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, I don't know. And uh, she was swearing by it. She was like, it's so good for the body. But, but it also seems like uh, quite invasive. No, I think uh, it's meant to be. I think like <laughs> it's one of those things where <laughs> quite invasive, is it? The, 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 the water being shot out of it. It's one of the most invasive uses of a hose I can imagine. <laughs> I've seen a dude like butt chug beer from a hose. I've um, seen someone try to butt chug something. <laughs> it's quite that, mesmerizing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because like some goes down and then a little bit comes back. Yeah. and it kind of and it kind of gulps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But is that is that the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> His butt chucking a beer. The same as an enema. What Tom, did, you wanna What did the hippie chick say? Is that a, she was actually butt chugging a kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> at that point, a kombucha, obviously. <laughs> kombucha. Different, different emphasis. Uh, uh. Um, no, because I think that's one of those one? things. No, I've not. But a friend of mine did. And I remember thinking like, oh, that sounds... Same thing. Oh, restart. You know, let's empty it out. Let's start again. Mm. And then it sounds like that would be a good thing to do. But apparently it's like, no, your body's not meant to just start from zero again. Like mm. I think scientifically they talk about like... Um, like your gut biome or whatever. Like you're not meant to... Because you get rid of all the good stuff as well as the bad stuff, right? Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I had, I had a mate who had like a like a parasite and he had to get a poo transplant. Have you oh, heard of these? I have, yeah. What? This is where they put someone else's poo in you. Like someone else has a healthy poo and they put that healthy poo inside you the way you'd expect to enter. Were you the donor? I, Dude... Everyone in the share house was vying for it. <laughs> Everybody was fucking pumped. He's like, oi, I need a poo transplant. And everyone's like, test me. <laughs> test me now. They just, what, inject shit up your ass or someone else's? Uh, in, in, my, like, in my eyes, it's just they kind of like shove it in there. Just like... <laughs> take a running seems less out. medical than, than injecting it. I, I don't think they... Because it's... I, I assume there's like some kind of dilation scenario and then they're just kind of pushing it up because they've got to go, get it properly up there. Oh, man. And like your body kind of like looks at that shit and is like, this is what shit should be because your <laughs> shit's been wrong. And then it changes. <laughs> so what I'm saying is you, you can eat. There are other options. <laughs> <laughs> so that guy at some point said, like, I won't take shit from nobody except for that one guy. Except for the guy with the best shit in the world. <laughs> Imagine being that guy, a real in-demand shit donor. <laughs> in-demand shit donor. Like, like come from a Melbourne Cup winner. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, his shit has won so many races. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, Guy Waterhouse actually owns this fella. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I've never had my shit tested. Mm. I hope it's okay. I don't think, to be fair, judging by my diet and lifestyle, probably not. Mm. But could be. Next vlog challenge, healthiest shit. <laughs> log cabin. <laughs> log cabin. Log cabin. <laughs> Live at the Newcastle Comedy Club this Saturday. <laughs> We're going back. We're going back to Dewey. We love Dewey. This shit is mostly just jets. This <laughs> yeah, this shit This shit contains so many writs It actually comes in a vacuum sealed bag <laughs> It's unbelievable uh, Should I do a pilot ad read? Oh, I sure. feel, I feel we like we've been, doing the, we've been doing the ads Like right at the end recently mm, We should, yeah, feel, Which is terrible for our, our uh, sponsors Yeah, I feel, I feel bad for our, the good people at Pilot um, we did two live. We're gonna. We're definitely gonna post them. They're gonna be on the Instagram somewhere. Do we need to get permission? So because we, we got a, a crowd member in Newcastle to read a pilot ad read. Do we need to get permission from her to to broadcast it? Surely. Um, I got her in my DMs. Torinda, uh, can I ask her? Was it? Was, was it, it Torinda? It was Torinda. Yeah, you know, that funny thing is like sometimes it's hard to choose between two names. So yeah. that's very funny. <laughs> I liked you. it. Um, Jesus Christ, Hammer, this is long. Is it? I, sometimes I get in a roll. I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> this is like four paragraphs. Um, so Hammer's written one for me this week. Brought to you by Pilot. Uh, g'day, floggers. We've all heard of a posh wank where you wrap your todger in a franger and really go to town. I have no qualms with telling you there's been some times when I have treated myself. Like recently when I performed at the Sydney Opera House, I was feeling one part patriotic and two parts aroused. <laughs> Were you? But sometimes, as I've gotten older, I've found myself struggling to stay hard even when I'm wanking in the opera house bathrooms. Wow. I, had a, I had a dressing room. Uh, <laughs> of course, Pilot's ED medication is fantastic for use when I'm plowing my wife like an Australian wheat field. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it nice to also just treat yourself on occasion? Pilot's ED medication brings a whole new meaning to the term posh wank. Whenever I'm on pilot, I feel like I'm wielding Excalibur's sword down there. Wow. 
Go to pilot.com.au and use Floggers20 for $20 off your first order. Pilot, hard made easy. Innovative, exciting, brave. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> that, was, that was a very schizophrenic pilot <laughs> from you, Hammer. I think you might be hungry. <laughs> I think Hammer's at home being like, do pilots count as a sugar-free electrolyte? <laughs> Counting munch, the calories. Munch and eat emails. I mean, are we got to Excalibur? I thought Excalibur was the sword, not Excalibur's sword. Uh, oh, yeah, that was dumb. I think Excalibur's. Yeah, you are right. There we go. <laughs> the, Excalibur, the Excalibur sword? What do you say? The As Excalibur. Who, the Excalibur. The ex- yeah. S- someone who I bet has watched more than one movie about King Arthur, Is- if I had to guess, Hammer. <laughs> I thought you could have worked that out. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, they're not all gems. Uh, I, I think there were some moments in there. I think it's brave to talk about uh, posh wanks. Having a wank at the Opera House. There we go. I kind of, for the, for the, you know, the cost of performing at the Opera House, I feel like I should have. Yeah. How was the Opera House? Have we, we, have we, have we talked about it on the podcast? Yeah, pod? I mean, you guys have never even asked me. Uh, <laughs> I asked how your fucking boring-ass family Christmas was. <laughs> I did something important. I and asked, you guys yes. could care less. I asked you the morning after you were too drunk to remember. <laughs> <laughs> and your answer was, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tend to be pretty honest when I'm drunk. Um, no, uh, it was it was cool. Like one, uh, it was yeah, it was it's it's one of those things where like I I was just performing like so much and led up to Christmas. Like I was on tour with Steve Hofstadter like going around, mm. and I'd be like literally you know flight every day for like five days, and then like that was just kind of like another show. But everyone there kind of made it seem like it was a big deal, which was cool. Like a lot of people turned up. Who like I kind of knew either like well or like tangentially or whatever. Like Dan Opera House, you mate. Like you know that that felt nice. Yeah, and, then my, cool. and then my cousin came up to me and she was like, "Well, I actually performed here as part of the school orchestra when I was twelve, and we we're in the big room." And I was like, "Wow, <laughs> okay, no one cares about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, not a brag." I did. I just appreciate that. Like you know, people would be like, "Hey, man, honestly, so happy for you, but here I'm going to slag you off a little bit." <laughs> it was very Australian. It made me feel comfortable because I can't take compliments except. For for this year, but what I what, can this year? I'm a sexy boy. Was you that it. <laughs> was that person doing that? Was it banter? Was it a joke? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right, yeah, okay. Just, just her taking the piss. Oh, okay. Like, it was just, it was funny. I appreciate it. She's like, oh, that was so amazing. Great, congratulations. But yeah, you know, okay. Out of the out of the big room, 18 years ago, cunt. So mm, yeah, it's been, been done been in the family. Yeah, I mean, like being from Sydney, like everyone, like not everyone, but like so many people have done something at the opera house at some point you know yep. it's usually like school related like you know it's not like it's not their show Emma what have you day. done at the opera house um, I'm trying to remember if when I met uh, Pope John Paul II uh, <laughs> I love that you call him Pope John Paul II every time it's never the second it's yes. always like Pope John Paul the sequel well, I call him <laughs> when you go to movie school uh, <laughs> <laughs> John Paul two, two Pope, two uh, John Paul, <laughs> two Pope, two uh, John Paul, Tui. He was called Tui. Was called by his mates Tui. Tui. Yeah. Tui. Uh, I know. JP Tui. JP uh, squared. I, I'm just trying to remember because I, I met him at the at St Mary's Cathedral, but I think there might have also been an event at the Opera House as I well. I met him at St Mary's Cathedral, and hey. he invited me back to his hotel yes. room. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey man, you want to go come hang backstage at the Opera House? Do you reckon the reason the Pope is all clear is so I can be like, hey, no touching. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> can see, no kids in here. Look, None. Look all the way down to my feet, clear, transparent glass. <laughs> I'm not a touchy pope. <laughs> I can't do a Polish accent. <laughs> I got nothing for you. Um, well, I mean, he was the reason, I think, why they had to make the Pope Mobile bulletproof. 
Was he? Mm. He was the first pope they shot at. Uh, did he get shot or shot at? I think he might have got shot. Did he? I didn't. I didn't think he was fifty cent caliber. You know, <laughs> mm. he got shot and then he got got his deal. That's mm. how he got his street cred. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just imagining it. Just like, because have you guys seen Get Rich or Die Trying? Absolutely. Yeah, and it's the thing after 50 Cent gets shot, he like talks different. Yeah, and he's yeah. Like, My voice is different. And it's like he's like proper it, rap voice. It sounds better. Yeah, yeah. The chick's like, it sounds better. Yeah. Then he like suddenly's like, you can find me in the club. Like just like straight into it. It's like imagining the Pope's like doing these like squeaky prayers, early doors. And then he gets shot and he's like, whoa. <laughs> I think my prayers sound more holy now. And they're like, yeah, John, it sounds better <laughs> amen <laughs> should we look up if he got shot um, i don't think pope john paul got i mean i fucking i hope he did because like i in, in my experience popes were generally defenestrated rather than shot defenestrated yeah thrown out a window that. oh what yeah to throw i think it's like a uh, king or a pope you throw him out a window to kill him it's defenestration Defense like how pressure. often must that have happened <laughs> we, we, need go. we need a name for this may 13th of may 1981 in St. Peter's Square in Vatican City, John Paul II was <laughs> shot and wounded by Mehmet Ali Agkar. Well, he was entering this. <laughs> I'm not touching that. <laughs> Just rewind the podcast 25 minutes. <laughs> While he was entering the square, the Pope was struck twice and suffered severe blood loss. I didn't realize that's why he was called Pope John Paul II. <laughs> <laughs> Two bullets. There wasn't even John Paul I. Uh, there was, uh, Adka was apprehended immediately and later sentenced to life in prison by an Italian court. There you go. So he took two bullets, and that's how he got his street cred, but that's... Yeah. <laughs> he got his street cred. <laughs> but Before think, that, he was just a lowly bishop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the Popermobile, I think, was like just thick, thick glass. Nice. Yeah. You also probably can't throw him out it. Another <laughs> defenestration avoided. <laughs> Bulletproof glass. There you go. I'm glad, I'm glad that was it, right? Because uh, I'm tired of <laughs> stumbling into facts, like not being sure that it's like t- totally wrong. Look, man, I'll be completely honest with you. You know at least 300% more than I would think. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a 20-minute conversation with Hammer. You're like, I, I think you know some things, but not that much. And then now that we're like 20 hours deep into this thing, I'm like, what hasn't this cunt seen? Like, what hasn't he looked up at some point and been like, wait, wait, wait. Like somehow a combination of 88 HD and cocaine has given you this superpower that you're in fact a database. I used to spend so much time, like I'd watch movies on cocaine in my house for like days at a time mm. and the whole time I'd be on my phone on Wikipedia reading like about the history of the movie and the, the, the production and anything weird that went on. A true savant. There we go. <laughs> Did it say why he shot the Pope? Because like obviously Old Mate has a, has a name that would suggest he was driving a Hilux. Like that's, <laughs> let's just get to the bottom of it. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to... Old Mate Mehmet? Um, <laughs> Mehmet's um, like Turkish, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. You're on the money. Bang. Turkish assassin who murdered... Le- I don't know. I mean, is he an assassin? I mean, an assassin would assume it would imply that Ooh. he was hired by someone else. No, 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 no. Check this out. Are you an assassin if you've never killed anyone? Mm. A- attempted assassin. Like, Are you like still an assassin before yeah. your first kill? That's interesting. Or are you just like a... Because like a hitman, like you, you can get a hit before, but an assass- it implies you've assassinated. Mm. Like you're an apprentice assassin? Like well, you're why there, is, why you're is there it? watching while the guy shoots the guy? And you're like, <laughs> oh. yeah, you're going to want to hit him in the head. It turns out... Anyway, he... go get me a chalky milk. <laughs> it turns out he also did kill another person. So he's an assassin. The assassin. Congrats, uh, Mehmet. He killed a Turkish journalist. Um, Fuck, he must have done a good job to get promoted straight to Pope. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> all the way from <laughs> Turkish journalism to Pope. Yeah, wow, this guy's got uh, this guy's was okay. So that was he, he shot John Paul II after he escaped from a Turkish prison. Uh-huh. I didn't know there John Paul go. was in a Turkish prison. <laughs> <laughs> he was pardoned in Italy, and now he's uh, and now he's paroled. He's he's back among us in Turkey. Wait, so Mehmet got released. Mehmet got released. You got he got pardoned. Like, you I mean, have... that's one of the things about Catholicism and popes. They're probably like, ah, oh, well, we'll forgive him. Yeah, I'll just say 10, ten Hail Marys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but was he, was like, there a reason? Do they say, like, was he, was he, like, just a psycho, like, just a crazy guy, or, like, was it some kind of terrorist thing? I assume not. It sounds like just a lone, a lone wolf attack. He's a Turkish assassin. Um, it's just uh, 33 years after. His crime, he visited Vatican City to lay white roses on the tomb of the recently canonized John Paul II and said that he wanted to meet Pope Francis, but he was denied. Hey, <laughs> 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 okay, yeah, yeah. I promise I'm not going to shoot him. I know. I, mean, I wouldn't a, do it again. I know, there's, <laughs> I know there's question marks all over it. Uh, as a youth, he was a petty criminal. He claims <laughs> so to have received two months of training in weaponry and terrorist tactics in Syria. In Syria, okay. Well, that I mean, I don't want a homelander, but that definitely implies a little <laughs> yeah. bit of errorism, Tay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was. He worked for an ultra-nationalist Turkish organization called Grey Wolves. There we go. Inside of Saratu Wolves, they're grey. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hardy, really? You bringing him into this? Tom Hardy, the founder of Rome. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Wow! Nice! Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There we go. All right. I think we've learned enough about... Uh, Mehmet. About Mehmet. Yeah. Still at large. Still out there. He's still out there. How I'm, funny is that? I want to meet, I want to meet the second... I want to meet the new Pope. Maybe. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm hoping uh, to go to Turkey in July. Why? For my sister's getting married there. In Turkey? Well, she's she, marrying a Turkish man. Well, that makes a lot of sense. There we go. That would uh, be a strange choice otherwise. Yeah. I, so, I never pictured Sister Hamilton to be a devout Muslim woman. Because mm. <laughs> they are very Muslim in Turkey these days. Are they? Yeah, Erdogan. The I haven't kept up to date. Prime Minister. So, so, very, very not a good guy. So I'm going to ask permission to go, uh, as I need to do. You're going to ask Mehmet? Community corrections. <laughs> I, well, I'll, I'll try and look him up when I'm there. Do a shit gone sideways. <laughs> write it off on tax. <laughs> <laughs> Record shit gone go. sideways with Mehmet. <laughs> with the guy that shot me. I was just trying to kill the Pope. <laughs> and then they caught me, chucked me in prison. I don't speak Italian. I'm fucking Turkish, bro. They're trying to give me spaghetti. I'm like, this shisha looks shit. <laughs> 
But so, so I've asked. I'm, I'm going to ask permission to go there for my sister's wedding. Yeah. There's no guarantee they'll say yes to that. So I may need to line up comedy gigs in Turkey. And wow. Um, because they're more like that's why they gave me permission to go to Bali, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, Wait, I've looked the, up. There, the are, really? there are two uh, Turkish comedy rooms that are English. Really? Mm. Okay. Well, surely in um, Istanbul. Yeah, correct. Yes. yes. Um, what? When is the wedding? Uh, so she just got married yesterday uh, in uh, New York. I, I think, I think you might York. have missed your chance, Hammer. <laughs> no, she got married yesterday in New I York. I understand, Tom. Turkey's but behind us <laughs> in terms having, of time zones. They're having like a new. They're in New York. They got. They had like a New York ceremony, but then they're going to Turkey for like the the, the Turkish version. <laughs> the Turkish version. Yeah. Okay. Of the wedding, is that uh, uh, with, there's, with there's, all? There's no cake. It's just a huge thing of jelly with powdered sugar on it. <laughs> you know, Turkish weddings. You've been there <laughs> with uh, with all of his family, right? So, sure. so I'll go for the Turkish version in, okay. July, in July. He missed the American version. I missed the American version. <laughs> Somehow you're not getting that. <laughs> Hopefully, he's got subtitles. I'm so too. But so that'll be fine if I if I can go. But we'll see. Is he, is he a Muslim fellow, or uh, is he just Turkish? I think he's just Turkish. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've never been, I've never been a Muslim wedding, gone Jewish wedding, gone mm. Christian wedding, gone atheist wedding, mm-hmm. gone Scandinavian wedding, which is basically an atheist wedding. Been to a white wedding, been to a white wedding, been to a white wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to go to like an Indian wedding. Those mm. I, went to one, I went to one recently. Um, oh yeah, but I just went to like the reception part of it. Okay, um, I've, I've been, I've been Indian wedding. I forgot about that one. Mm. Um, but I, it wasn't like full-blown Indian. It was like, um, yeah, it was funny because the groom who is Indian, who's my mate, made the joke during his speech at the white wedding, which was the next day. They did, all, they did them all back to back. You would have loved it. Uh, <laughs> very convenient. Um, he was like, yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, mum, for having this piss week, 100-person wedding. <laughs> I know that it's really embarrassing. There's not more, like 900 more cousins here. Yeah. Because like, his mum was like, just invite more people. Just invite them. Come on. I'm like, what do you think this is? You're embarrassing was, the family. There was a lot of drums, a lot of dancing. Yes. I was impressed with their quotes. Did you wear the... I, f- oh, I fucking forget what it's called. Damn it. I got Because we were requested to wear the oh, outfit for that bit. No. Nah. Yeah. But I was impressed with their quads of these Indian men because there's a lot of... There's a lot of jumping up and down. Oh, man. We didn't get any uh, of that. I was like, these guys are strong. My mate had to like lead one of the dancers yeah. and he, despite, you know living it until he was like 16 just completely fucked it but oh, it was really okay. funny because his like sister was on the side trying to show him the moves and then afterwards his cousins revealed that they actually fucked it so no <laughs> one knew what they were doing oh. right it's just like 10 Indian dudes just winging it <laughs> and a bunch of white people being like it's so uplifting <laughs> it's incredibly inspiring we don't know beautiful stuff. we don't know <laughs> I was like man that was an amazing dance my friend <laughs> I love your culture <laughs> <clears throat> do we want to do uh, Hammer's movie pitch? I would love to do Hammer's movie pitch as I stare at his bare foot. There we go. Just a little B- wriggle. I, I, I got to say, your nails look far healthier and kept up than I would have expected. Yeah. There's some good looking nails. Or you nails. think I'd have some like Hobbit feet or something going on there? I like man. Hobbit feet. Mm. Like maybe some kind of old rugby injury or something to some kind of mangled toe. Some, oh. these, are, these are far superior to my feet. Yeah. I, I yeah. had a mate who was a country boy, big footy player, but he also uh, he, he had cows stomping his feet so many times he doesn't have toenails anymore. Just none. None. They stopped growing back. Oh Kept my. losing them, just stopped growing back. Is that is that like a... A real issue, like health-wise, or do your feet just kind of harden the fuck up? I don't know. What what does a toenail do? Like, why are they necessary? It's for like climbing trees and stuff, isn't it? <sighs> Dude, I don't know. 
I think initially that was kind of the point. So what you're saying is your mate is on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even get up a ladder, this bloke. Because <laughs> the doctor is like, they're not going back. It's like, damn it, I just finished that treehouse. <laughs> Guess the jungle book's out for me. Dude, that's great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know that. I, I don't think the tree, the tree thing is why. Like, do you guys ever have that that clench thing when you're falling asleep? Like, you kind of you're like you're drifting you off. You're and falling. You, and you, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's because you used to sleep on branches, and that would get your body to grab the branch before you fell. Oh, okay. That was a thing. Oh, that's like it's like a hangover from that. That's mm. like because well, uh, like sometimes I feel like it's like I'm dreaming that I'm like falling through the sky or something like that. Mm. Shouldn't I be dreaming that I'm falling out of a tree? If that's why? Well, if you're saying that, like my body, my, my internally, my body still thinks that, right? I, I, it's just like a, an internal biological mechanism for your body, like when sleeping, to like not let go of anything that it's gripped onto, just in case you'd fall out of the tree. Mm. It feels very real what happens, doesn't it? Yep. <laughs> I'm like fuck. Oh, that's all right. I'm in bed. I'm fine. So, Do you ever have those dreams? I used to have uh, like uh, <laughs> night terrors. Do you ever have those? I, I've not had night. Uh, not really. I, I, I used to have this one. sort of night terror and nightmare. I used to have this figure, this black figure that would lay on my chest oh. and be choking me to death. Yeah. Wow. What's that called? Um, uh, it's, um, <laughs> Why's the figure got to be black then? <laughs> 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 Couldn't it be a white figure? <laughs> and his or name was a rainbow <laughs> figure? <laughs> Let's get some diversity in these night terrors, bro. <laughs> All right. So he's Middle Eastern, right? And he's on there. <laughs> I just had this Canadian guy on my chest. So just very, choking the shit out of me. But then I would, I would realize that I was dreaming. Mm. And so I'd be able to like wake up from the dream. Mm. And then I'd be awake. And then the black figure would jump on my chest and start choking me again. I realized that I was still dreaming. Oh, it was a dream within a dream, dude. Mm. Inception. It was Inception. That was you, bro. Years before, uh, and so I <laughs> thought, Hammer was just on a plane with a black figure. <laughs> He's like <laughs> winking at everyone on his way out. And so I was like pitching this idea, drunk on a flight, like Hammer's movie pitches. And Christopher Nolan was like, maybe that's not making black. What if it was Japanese? <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> black's a bit on the nose. Japanese, proper chill. I thought that because we were renting this house in Greenwich. Uh, this is when I was like 18 and mm. oh, like maybe like, yeah, 19. And I was convinced that like something evil had happened in the house. Mm. And so my mum, like, in, put, like in Greenwich, like as in like just north of the bridge in Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> oh, then like, definitely. Like, <laughs> and uh, so they, they had my, slaves at some point over there. For my sure. mum, my mum had like, uh, like blessed the room with like thrown holy water around the whole room. And like we had like, a, we had, had a crucifix in the room. None, mum. And uh, none, mum. Yep. And so we blessed the room, still kept happening. So you tried an exorcism and it didn't work. We blessed the room. And you were surprised. But you know what stopped the the black, the figure? Was it John Paul II? (laughs) (laughs) The night terrors stopped when I stopped taking so many uh, ecstasy tablets. There you go. Coincidence? <laughs> Would you believe? Yeah, I reckon there's some kind of correlation here. <laughs> it's a weird, it was a weird coincidence. I stopped doing so many mind-numbing drugs mm. and never had it again. Really? And did you tell your mum? You're like, mum, you're not going to believe this. You didn't mention that part to her. The holy water works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the power of Christ did compel him away. 
Also, by the way, here's that 30 bucks I owed you. <laughs> you ever try washing down MDMA with holy water? Maybe that'd even it out. <laughs> you know, if you're on a bad trip on acid and you drink holy water, it stops. <laughs> it's the pH balance, bro. <laughs> you know that holy water is like acidic, right? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Why? I, I thought it was it just, just drinking water? the water. Bless? Just be blessed. Bro. I haven't, tried, I haven't tried tasting it. You haven't tried tasting it? You haven't a little, little nibble? Have a try to cleanse your palate before the communion? Cleanse my palate. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, did you want me to talk about this movie, my dear? Dude, now, now that you've already told us that you came up with a plot for Inception, mm. but like racist Inception. Yeah. <laughs> racist druggy Inception. Every time I dream, these black guys are after me. <laughs> <laughs> you used to write down all these, Im- these pages and pages of, of books, like just... Ideas for I was like this is this is going to be the next big movie. Yeah, this is going to be huge. Have you got have you got like one? Is mm. this like your number one pitch we're starting with today? Uh, no, this is just one that was just at the top of my head that I thought was uh, quite strong, and I'm still not convinced now that this couldn't be something in a couple of years. Sure. Uh, where, where do you want to start? Title, plot. Okay, it's. You seen the movie Seven? I've seen the movie Seven. You seen the movie Seven? I've seen the movie Seven. It's a very good movie. Yeah. It's a sequel to Seven. Hamo loved half of it. <laughs> Brad Pitt pretty good The other guy <laughs> Had some pretty bad dreams about him Dude Brad Pitt Stop trying to solve crimes With your night terror <laughs> I don't care how calming his voice is <laughs> The sequel to the movie 7 Get ready for it It's don't. fucking called Don't It's called 8 <laughs> Here we go It's called 8 boys Strap yourself in I'm so glad it's not 7-2 <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Hamo. What is it, brother? I started researching, and what I discovered in my research was two things. <laughs> One, there used to be, uh, like hundreds of years ago, when they did the lists of, uh, and we know I love a list of. Mm. I was on the Wikipedia de- for lists of, of deadly sins and heavenly virtues. It was actually an eighth sin. Whoa. Mm. It was, was more than seven. It was more than seven. One more. There was an extra one. Wonder what it might be. It was called like acedia or something like that. Which, which, which. Wait, is this real? Mm. Um, Sorry, I thought you were making this up. No, I think it's like part of the no, plot. No, no, this is uh, so. It's, oh, oh okay. no. it's like this is based it, on a true is, story. This is so. There was an eighth sin, yes. which which translates to essentially like apathy. And is there a sin which is more relevant to today's society than apathy? We don't care about anything. We don't care about anything at all. I'm going to fact check this. Yeah, is fact going? Check on a, the eighth sin mutated into one of the seven deadly sins we know today, which is sloth. Mm. Oh, so like that's apathy so, is part of. So sloth. I don't know what. The, so, but that's. Yeah, I feel like they're kind of missing the point, right? They're like, well, the eighth one actually became the other one, but then what was the one they lost? You know. Yeah, but like you could, you could apathy. You could you could slice as being different to uh, to sloth. Yeah, right? but like I can see how it could be included mm-hmm. while also separate. Hammer, yep. I'm, I'm with you currently. Yeah, logical foundation so, for this film. So the on. start of the movie, dead body, mm-hmm. apathy written on the wall, and we're like, oh shit! And then the cops start talking about how this is reminding them a lot of that shit that went down years ago. From that movie Seven. Right. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. And they're like, holy shit. And this really reminds me of the movie Seven. I'm getting some Kevin Spacey vibe. But, um, so the mythology would be that obviously at the end of that movie, mm-hmm. uh, he designed it so that he envied 
the life of Brad Pitt and his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then he tried to turn Brad Pitt into wrath to mm-hmm. kill him. Mm. So, but uh, I would have it that the, the media and the public only ever knew that he got through five of the deadly sins. They wouldn't let him, they uh, wouldn't let the bad guy win. Uh, there was a, there was a cover-up. Cover-up. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew about that Brad Pitt no one knew that he completed Kevin Spacey. The, no one knew that he completed the seven. So then they'd be like, holy shit, some guy's doing this eighth deadly sin, implying that someone out there knows that, this, that Kevin Spacey completed the seven. Aha, uh-huh, like the police are aware mm. that someone must be on the inside. The cops are aware. Someone out there knows that he completed this thing. Mm. So they go to see Brad Pitt. Where, where's Brad Pitt? He's in a mental asylum. Whoa. Mm. Because he lost his he lost his mind after he found his wife, found Gwyneth's head in a box. And, and shot Kevin Spacey. Mm. And shot Kevin Spacey. So he's been convicted. What's in the box? What's in the he's, box? He's pled, his lawyer's well, pled temporary I mean, no, insanity. What, what, he's what, been what, sent what, to a mental I mean, institution. What court, would, what court um, would have convicted him of that? I think he would have. I feel like your experience of courts means you don't think anyone gets convicted. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't think. Brad think. Pitt has been found guilty of murdering uh, Kevin Spacey. He spends four months in prison. <laughs> <laughs> he's touring at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. He's in Turkey. Uh, um, yeah, I, I think that he would be. He's in an asylum, so they go to chat room for information, and like, sure. and they talked about the fact. Is Morgan that someone, Freeman still there? Morgan Freeman's long dead. Long dead. Which is, I mean, it's, it's hard. We, to, we, we it's, couldn't attach him to the film. I don't know if you know. I don't even know how Kevin uh, Morgan Freeman's doing lately, but he's like very old now. Yes. Yeah. I, I just think by the time I write this script, and we we get financing, it's going to be tough to get Morgs on it. Brad so, Pitt, on the other hand, has not aged as well. Brad Pitt's still alive, but. <laughs> So they go to talk to him about the fact that there's like either a, co- there's a copycat killer, there's someone who's t- picking up where Kevin Space left off. I think you're also going to have trouble getting Kevin Spacey to this film. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Just for any flashback sequences, <laughs> you know. So then Brad Pitt, hearing all this, too traumatized, grabs one of the cop's guns and offs himself. Bang. This is the first 10 minutes of the movie. Brad Pitt's dead. And you're like, you know when you're like you're watching a movie and like the most famous person in it is dead in the first ten minutes, and you're like, holy shit, this just opens up a can of worms. Like, where are we going from here? Like, I remember seeing the movie uh, Executive Decision. Do you ever see that with uh, Kurt Russell and <laughs> no. Steven Seagal's in it? Okay, and Steven Seagal dies in the first ten minutes, and you're like, holy shit, Steve's dead. <laughs> Like, oh, no, I did watch it. I thought that was the end. <laughs> <laughs> I turned it off. <laughs> Man, this Trump Fest movie has some big stars in it. Huh? <laughs> and I love that because I'm like, holy shit, Steve's dead. Like, anything could happen now. Mm. Like, we're all at risk. Mm. <laughs> we're all at risk. Am I next? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to protect me? Yeah. Now Steven That's- Seagal is dead. <laughs> Anyway, Kurt's fine and he, he saves the day. But uh, it's like, so, we're it spoiling just a lot of movies. So then, instead of the seven deadly sins, mm. someone is killing people based on the seven heavenly virtues. Oh. All right. The opposite. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And what, Which, what are they? Uh, uh, <laughs> chastity. How do you kill someone with chastity? Uh, well, no. Is it for engaging in chastity? These, these are the. These are the. They kill a virgin. These are the virtues, but like we, we know, it'll be people that are presenting themselves as these virtues, but they're fake cunts, right? Uh-huh. Because there's so many people out there. Hypocrites. That, oh, that's good. Yeah. So here are the seven uh, heavenly virtues: humility, charity, chastity, gratitude, temperance, patience, and diligence. Here we go. 
So how do you how do you kill someone for pretending to be patient? <laughs> <laughs> this dog can't. Oh, baby, don't worry. We didn't have to have sex on the first date. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted the fuck. Anyway, it's one of the heavenly virtues. It's a convoluted plot point. Uh, anyway, it'll, it'll make sense later. So, it's going to be half an hour for your table. Is that okay? It's totally fine. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> I think there's probably... <laughs> the product will be delivered with three to five working days. That seems reasonable. Humility. <laughs> humility. We can get someone that pretends to be humble. That's, that one's easy enough. That's charity. Easy. Someone that um, donates to charity, but it's a fake charity. Maybe they cook in the book. Well, like Shane Warne. Uh, there we go. Whoa, that's right. What, what, what did Shane, Shane Warne do? <laughs> I thought he got in trouble for his charity. Did he? Uh, <laughs> Have I just made this up? <laughs> I'd hate to. I'd hate to besmirch the great man. Yeah. I consider He's Shane Warne the, the anti-flog. <laughs> He's one of the true greats. One of the great so, people in Australian culture. Anyway, I hadn't gone. I hadn't gone through the entire list of uh, of heavenly virtues to figure out what the character would be that's mm. trying to embody that. But in fact, it's a fake, a fraud. But uh, yes, that would be where the the movie begins. Heads, uh, heads with so it it starts with the death a death based on the, the, on the on the uh, on the sin which was completing the eight deadly sins. Yes. and then we're going through the seven heavenly virtues. Right, and do do we have an ending? No. Excellent, but I, I, I don't need that to get financing. I just need them. I think I, I think it's strong enough. If I just say it's a sequel to Seven, it's called Eight. I like the fact that the only movie Hammer hasn't spoiled is the one that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no spoilers, guys. I just would like to picture myself in a room with a full of su- full of suits, being like, "It's a sequel to Seven. Hold on, it's called Eight. And then I'm just being like, getting out the checkbook. Like that's enough. <laughs> Dude, it's amazing that you think it's still the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's called Snakes on a Plane. Where do you want me to sign? <laughs> this Fuck sounds great. Um, look, I, if you would see that movie, Floggers, right in. Yeah. Let me know. I, Tom, you're the ad executive. I feel like you're the studio executive here that he's pitching it to. I feel like I'm just some kind of lackey. You I, know? I, I kind of feel like, why do I need you? You know? Like, you don't have the rights to any of these films. Mm. Brad Pitt's not attached. I'll just get in touch with Fincher, I guess. Oh, but I, well, I would have to write the script. What do you mean? I, oh, okay. I'd have a script and on the front page would say eight, but instead of a G, it would be the number eight. <laughs> you know, like seven? Instead of seven, it had the... Anna? There we go. Boom. You'd be like, holy fuck, this guy's, <laughs> this guy's legit. This guy's a genius. I, lo- I love that like, you pitching this. I'm like, that's fucking stupid. He's just seen seven and been like, what if you made the G and eight? Eight would work. And then he's like built you know, a framework around it. But at the same time, I feel like that's the kind of thing that an American executive would be like, this guy's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's figured it all out. At him. I'm there being like, here's the whole plot sketch out. And like, shut the fuck up. Where's the, le- where's the number eight in the title? That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a sweet graphic. And you're telling me Brad dies on the eighth page of the script? Eighth page. The eighth minute of the film? Holy shit, symbolic. Eight seconds into the eighth minute of the film that's released on the eighth of the eighth and heaps of Asian seed because it's lucky? Is that what's going on, Hamo? Yeah, we go. It writes itself. It does. It's genius. I feel like you're uh, you're on the fence, Tom. I'm uh, no, no. I think I, I when you, you want me back on the seven heavenly virtues. I thought yep. it was interesting. I was like, where's he going to go? He's done the eight. Mm. But uh, here we go. Yeah, hypocrites. And I mean, I think that's you know, like ah, uh, uh, why can't I remember the word for it now? The thing where you say the thing, the, the social justice warrior thing, like where you 
trying to seem good. Virtue signaling. There Virtue it is. signaling. Yeah. I yeah, like yeah. That's, that's very hot button. That's true. Hundred, yep. And you're basically killing virtue signalers. All these fake So are you going to get Greta Thunberg in? She owns nine cars. (laughs) Have you heard this? What? Greta Thunberg owns nine cars? I feel like I'm just committing libel on this podcast. Wait, defamation, which is, doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) I think so. I saw something on Twitter, which has never lied to me before. (laughs) Never. That she owns nine cars. Andrew Tate really got that, that girl's head. That can't be head. true. <laughs> that, I, I, that cannot be true. Did you miss that? What? Andrew Tate really got in that girl's head? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a real, it's a real shame being on Hammer's left side where his ear doesn't work. This is my deaf side. Sorry, <laughs> mate. It, I, I think he might be lying about the ear because that's where you snap the jets and he could hear it. <laughs> I Couldn't did. have heard a rinse. No, I'll tell you that. It was so loud, the sound carried to my good ear. <laughs> <laughs> that's how good the jets... That's how good the jets. Uh, the tensile strength just cracked. It was just so loud. Just a powerful jet. Could have heard it in Maitland. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I, I've got a. I've got a plenty more movie ideas where that coin came from. I so. love this segment. Wait, uh, before we close um, on eight, have you got any any roles? Who's your dream list? Who's your cast? Who's Ooh. who's playing the Kevin Spacey role? Well, I think Brad Pitt's in it. Brad Pitt's in it, but not Brad for long. Brad Pitt's in it for only a few minutes. And then what, an undiscovered cast? Or are you, are you, are you pitching yourself in this movie? Are you going to be one of the oh, cops? Oh, no, I didn't <laughs> picture myself as being in it. But I would love to do that old uh, that Tarantino thing of like digging off some people that like have really gone off the boil. Yeah. Who do we, who do we, who do we used to like in movies? Um who hasn't been around for a while. I mean, you could resurrect Travolta's career again. You could <laughs> literally do the Tarantino <laughs> thing. There we go. And Bruce Willis. Yeah. Go. Well, I think Bruce is on the way out as well. Poor Bruce. These are kind of like older detectives. He's, yeah, but well, you want. I think you want a similar dynamic to the original Seven. You like want you the could, young, hungry guy and the seasoned, the seasoned vet. You're gonna mm. have to. Do, you're gonna have to do the modern equivalent of Pitt and Freeman. Like and I mm. think you want maybe like young upstarts, right? As opposed to grizzled vets, you want mm. like or you 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 so flip what, like Mile, Don, ooh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Oh, as Donald, the young cop. He's, as he's, the young, he's black. Wow. Oh, we're gonna get him a job in a casting room. <laughs> um, I loved him. Why? He's black. <laughs> you see him? Uh, what about uh, no, no, wait? Who's the older grizzled guy? <laughs> so he's gonna be a white dude, doesn't it? So, um, oh, I don't know. Donald Sutherland. <laughs> um, he's white. <laughs> he's old. He's white. Um, or uh, as a backup to Donald, you could, uh, because I think he kind of. Torpedo his career a bit. It'd be good for a comeback. John Boyega, the dude from the um, the Star Wars movies. Who is he in the Star Wars movies? Is Finn. Oh yeah, Finn. he's black too. He's black. Yeah, but instead of, instead of Donald Glover. Well, if we can't get Donald, yeah, if Donald's that's true. releasing a new album or something like that. Yeah, yeah. available. Yeah. What about as uh, at the Morgan Freeman role? Oh, he'd be too old now. Harrison Ford. Oh, way too old. Way too old. Mm, he's so old. He's old, old now. He's oh, that's right. You watch. Old. You watch um, Shrinking. No, the, he's in a TV show playing like an old, old. shrinking, named after his actual height. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who else. Who's a good like fifty to sixty kind of like? Uh. What about Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn's mm. good. That's very good. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, like a Woody Harrelson, your Woody or your McConaughey's of all. The, the, yeah, that'd be good. A good age range. True Detective, the movie. Is that what we're doing mm. now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially. 
Um, and then who's the villain? Who's 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 the next Kevin Spacey? Mm. Let's turn this into a clip out of context. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that was kind of the opposite of what you said before. Here, like the most famous person dying. Because Kevin Spacey was super famous when that film came out. He wasn't out, listed in the credits, and no one knew that it was him until he just shows up like halfway through. Yeah, mm. he was like he wasn't in the billing. He was only in the credits. Yeah, like, he wasn't at the top. He was yeah, only yeah. At the end. Because his he was oh, a big reveal, right? Because yeah. he didn't know who the bad guy was. Yes. Never noticed that. Yeah, yes. that was that was like a thing. They yeah. were like, we'll put you in the credits, but not in the billing, not in the posters. Like, no. Yeah. Because he would have had already won an Academy Award by then, right? Yeah, that was after American Beauty, wasn't it? I think so. Uh, around the same time, actually. Yeah. I really used to love American Beauty. I just can't can't watch it anymore. Oh, really? I because mean, of the, the spicy scandal? Is that wrong yeah. with you? Mm. Just because like, he's literally playing a creep. Yeah. You know? And you're like, is he acting? Or is he just typecast? <laughs> Yeah, I never really loved it to begin with. Yeah, you wouldn't have. Yeah, no room for art in your life. <laughs> <laughs> you keep you, it simple. You see a plastic bag in the wind. You don't think shit. No, right, I got, I got an idea for, <laughs> I got an idea for who the killer is. All right, here we got Bart the Bear Junior. <laughs> Well, That's so funny. Someone, people are getting killed in all of these ways, <laughs> and they're like, "It's chastity. It's humility." Oh, it was a bear. <laughs> I'm just trying to say, bear on cocaine. <laughs> I'm trying to just imagine a bear trying to spell out apathy with claws. <laughs> um, all right, we gotta go. Thank you for tuning in once again, floggers. We're getting more floggers in the cabin every week. Record yeah, numbers than ever before. The live show in Newcastle was sold out and it did feature at least a few people who really liked the podcast. <laughs> That's, I, I forgot to count that. Did we Did we find out it was, what, three or four of them? No, there was more than that. There was a few. Oh. Some cheered and the other ones just showed up later being like, I do really like it though. Oh, that's oh. nice. Yeah, yeah. cool. Uh, so I, was, I had a guy that said he thought about bringing Jets and Ritz and then he didn't, but we read that. So the thought that counts. I, I thought that was the guy that um, had... Joked about listening to the pod and then was like, oh, no, I don't listen. But then he revealed that he was going to bring the Jets and the Ritz. No, I think he did listen. Um, I think he just got bashful. I mean, he's, the, bashful. He's, the, he's the kind of hypocrite who Bart the Bear might just have to teach a lesson to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, keep telling people about the cabin. Join us every Thursday. Let us know if you want that live episode up. Uh, keep following us on social media. Hammo's cocaine wedding theory going goddamn bonkers it's like got over 130,000 views now it's yeah. very exciting it's we're amazing. a drug podcast now big numbers it's amazing how people just share the road and be like <laughs> yeah and <laughs> <laughs> I tag their mates I'm like look at these fucking grasses remember when you didn't eat that fucking coke last week <laughs> <laughs> I know <you>. why <laughs> that is the key to success on social media is just anything that evokes <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> no you just tag your mate like fucking that was you demo right <laughs> Lost your appetite, dickhead. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, keep tuning in. Keep sharing it. We appreciate you. Follow Check the dodgems. Bye. Thanks for joining us in the Flog Cabin. We hope you enjoyed all of our blab. Tune in next week. Maybe somebody gets jerked off. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.